your new or existing home is one of your most important assets. Yet too many people rely on sites, shows, and tips from people who are not in the real estate business when making important decisions. It's time to get real and trust a professional. This is Real Real Estate Today with host Deb Tomorrow. In this series, you'll learn about making smart decisions when it comes to buying a home, selling a home, or even staying in the home you're in. Now, here is your host, Realtor Deb Tomorrow. Welcome to Real Real Estate Today. I am your host, Deb Tomorrow, um, and I am joined by Miss Karen Rastel, who's the best time lender in the state of Indiana. Karen. Hi, I've missed you. I know, I've missed you too, Miss Deb. Lady and, Deb, and my, Lady my Deb, son would say. Jack would say. And we are also joined by Rachel, who is the best damn associate producer in the state of Indiana, face of an angel, mouth of a sailor, so we don't let her on air, but we have not all been together for... 18, it's probably 18 been a, years. 18 years. <laughs> about 18 years, it feels like. About a month because we've done some pre recordings. There was a vacation. There was a bout of laryngitis. Uh, that was not fun. I've discovered that I do not do well not having a voice. Um, so, anyways, we are back and it's it's good to be back. I know. I, I, I think this is show number 70. Karen was pointing to my outline here. I'm not sure. I've sort of lost track. That's crazy. Okay. So I'm just choosing that we're going to start at 70 shows and go from there. So That's certainly, to, you know, yeah, clog, uh, cl- click on to my website, Real Real Estate Today, um, or iTunes. You can find me there, too, all of the shows. So probably at least 70 hours of shows. Um, we are talking a little bit today about some similar topics that we went over in show number two. <laughs> I figured, eh, show number two, we can probably repeat a little bit, right? Let's go way back. Way back. We are digging way back. Um, And we're going to talk about what you need to know about working with a realtor. Um, And I'll explain more of that because we have, uh, when we get to it, but we have a lot of precursor things that we need to discuss. And I just don't even know where to start. Well, I know you want to start with the property brother that's on the Dancing with oh, the Stars. Oh, there is that. I had forgotten about because that. Because he's hurt himself. But I'm is he just, out? Did anyone I, read? I didn't read that I, article. I can't. I, I cannot mm, I click know. on things like that. So for those of you who don't know, Karen has an issue with the property brothers. I don't have an issue. It's They're just, like that clown it in the movie It. It's like I right? just... Yeah, yeah. If you had to weird. look down a sewer drain and see a scary clown or a property brother, you'd probably pick the scary clown, wouldn't you? Scary clown. It would be less scary than a property brother. So, yeah. I'm sorry, Drew and Jonathan. I'm sure you're very nice people, but you creep Karen they out. They are super nice. I'm sure they're super are. tall. But did you see the other big news coming out of HGTV? I just posted it on Facebook like half an hour ago. I have, I'm, no, gosh, please tell me. What is it? I, are you ready? Can you I, handle it? I don't know. Do you have your own show, Deb? Tomorrow? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> it's not good okay. news. Oh. At all. Is someone going off the air? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Who? Fixer Upper? Fixer Upper is announced that season five is their last season. Stop. I know. Is that because they ventured into 18 other million things? As Rachel said, they got that big deal from Target, and they're good now. Um, and I don't blame them for that. But they're saying that they need to stop and catch their breath, which I totally get. Because, you know, fame can be overwhelming. I want them to go out on top. I like that. I appreciate that. I don't want them to go the way of like John and Kate plus eight or, you know, some of those people, you know, I, I, you start to watch some of these shows and after a while it just becomes one product placement after another. And I find that to be kind of annoying. I think they're still going to be out in front of us, but just in different ways. 
Maybe they'll have a feature movie or something. I'm sad. Like, my heart went into my foot. But that's okay. Well, we still have, okay. we'll have five have, seasons worth. They have a lot of different again. things that are available out there and stuff. Magazines. But, but I kind of feel like that silos, maybe means we do need to do the bakeries. road trip. I mean, they've got a lot going on. They probably should take yeah. a, a, a breather. Yeah. But, okay. Right? You want to go out on top. Okay. While people still love you. And, yeah. you know, and geez, they've been getting all these freaking lawsuits. People need to get off their backs, Chip and Joanna. They don't deserve any of that. I'm really saddened by this news. Okay. I'm sorry. So, so, and then we've got the news about Kylie Jenner. Knocked up. <sighs> Do you watch her show? No. Okay. I'm kind of over the Kardashians. I think they've jumped the shark. Okay. You know, I think they're just like, well, here's what I've always said, and I will always say, I admire their business acumen, that they have not a lot to offer, (laughs) and yet they've built a massive empire, and as a marketing professional that I am, what they have accomplished is pretty impressive, and I certainly think there are things that I could learn from them, not the disrobing or the surgery but some of the marketing things, okay, the social media, you know, some of the things mm-hmm. that they do. I certainly right. could. If I did, you know, a hundredth of what they did, I could probably be even more successful in my life. But I'm kind of over them. Okay. You were my, like, one Kardashian. Well, we can still talk watch, about it. Like, watcher. Like, I right. always watched Well, you know, I know. There was a heyday, but yeah. now I'm kind of like, okay. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, we'll have to see on that. Uh, let's see. What else is going on that we need to talk about? I no? was that the highlights. That's it. I think. Well, the whole HGTV is really taking. I know. I know. I'm Karen's Karen's like, myself. um, I'm done. <laughs> no, th- I posted on Facebook. I said I'm canceling the rest of the year. What's the point? Mm. We need you to know? go get our shiplap. We do need to go get our shiplap on. Mm. Um, so, all right. Well, I think we need to talk about boring things now, which is uh, Equifax. Can I tell you before we get into Equifax, this yeah. was one of the hardest shows, this whole show today. I need a little sympathy. This was one of the hardest shows I ever had to write. You know why? Why is that? Because the W on my laptop stopped working. <laughs> <laughs> That's really hard to write without a W. It just won't. It just uh, no. won't. End. Okay. No. And I took it to a guy this weekend and he tried to, no, and it worked for a couple minutes and then it didn't work anymore. And so it's been on and off. Uh, so I can't question anything. I can't who, what, where, why, when, because they all need W's. It's <sighs> yeah. So I have two keyboards, but then your whole muscle memory becomes weird, you know. So I use my regular keyboard, but then I have to come over here and hit a W whenever I need to hit a W. <laughs> my life is very complicated right okay. now. I'm sorry. We'll try to make this very easy. So anyways, okay. So like, getting a little sympathy. That's great. Okay. All right. So let's talk about this Equifax thing. This happened a couple weeks ago. Um, two weeks ago, maybe. Yeah, let me see. That. Uh, yeah, I think that from what I understand, Equifax learned of everything July 29th. Oh, I don't think I heard about it until like the 9th. That might be. Or like so I don't I know was, exactly. I was when on vacation. The information. It what you were on vacation because I remember sending you a link that I had seen on a on a Indiana news, uh, a news post. Yeah. Uh, but they learned of it in July, and then at s- some point after some preliminary research, then they let the public know. So Equifax is one of the three main credit bureaus. So just a little refresher. We'll back up and give everybody a little 
888-447-4411. So there are three credit bureaus that collect our credit information, and they have pretty much all of our information, social security numbers, birth dates, credit card numbers, all that kind of stuff. And they came out and said that they thought there was a breach, mm-hmm. um, that someone had hacked into their system. Between, um, they had unauthorized access between mid-May to the end of July. Wow. Yeah. That was a long time. It was a long time. Um, they did indicate like how, what they what they have determined was how they got in, but they also, I you don't hear a whole lot that there was a previous breach in March of this year that what I believe that they're thinking is that these hackers were able to get in in March and kind of just see what information was available to be, you know, like what can we get in here and take? Is this worth it? Is it worth it type of thing? So there was a small inclination that there was a breach in March. Nothing ever happened with that. And it wasn't until um, July 29th when Equifax realized that there was something going on. And then their internal investigation has now led to um, May 13th to like July 30th. The information was compromised, um, including social security numbers. Um, Some people who had uh, disputed accounts, that information that also contained private information, Mm -hmm. driver's license numbers, Mm -hmm. things like that, all of that was potentially compromised in the U.S. as well as um, in Canada, too. So 143 million people 143 potentially million affected. Total. Um, I think there were 209,000 people that had uh, dispute documents with personal identifying information. Um, I'm sorry. Hackers stole credit card numbers for about 209,000 people and then uh, dispute documents with personal identifying information for about 182,000 people. Wow. So they are trying to do a lot of... Um, Backpedaling? Back, <laughs> Ass covering? They're trying to give out as much information on how consumers can protect themselves, not just now, but this is going to be ongoing. Right. Okay, so let's talk about... Um, the, the steps that a consumer would need to take. I know the first thing I did was there was a link to go to a website and input your name, and I think it was like the last six digits of your social security number, and it would pop up and tell you whether you were at risk, potentially Maybe, have yes. been affected, Maybe or if you were okay. or not. Yeah, Equifax uh, decided to make this more prevalent instead of people going to their just main website that that they created a new domain called EquifaxSecurity2017.com. And that's where you would go. You would click on potential impact. And then, like you just said, follow the steps. Put your last name, last six digits of your social security number. Tell tell them you're not a robot because they want to know that. Right. And then it would say, based on your information, you may have... Impacted, mm-hmm. or it would say you're good. You're it doesn't appear you're impacted. Okay. If you were impacted, then there was another button that said click here to enroll in a yeah. protection that they are providing. My husband is one that is going is impacted. Yeah. Um, and it said that you're going to get a, an email that would allow you to complete the enrollment. He's yet to receive. No, it. I didn't get that either. Yeah, it's it's been a while. But here's the thing: consumers have only until November 21st to enroll in that okay. if they feel that they've yeah. been a victim. So um, what I thought was interesting, Rachel, did you check yours? Yeah. And I were you? I not got an email either. But were you impacted? I think 
So. You were. So you checked, Karen, you checked your husband, you, and your son. Yes. Because kids can be impacted too. Well, this is my adult son. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Jonathan and I were okay. not impacted. Okay. But my husband was. Okay. And then Uris and I were both impacted. So out of six people, or six, you know, check four out of the six. Exactly. So there's a good chance that you've been impacted. So let's go to break. And then I want to do step through a little bit, just a little bit more about what everyone needs to do. So hang tight and we'll be right back with that information. You're listening to Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Why? Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Helen Hillix, Todd Benton, and Chris Reeves. Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. That's Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. Now, back to this week's program. All right, welcome back. Thanks for coming back. We are talking, you're going to eventually get to a topic today about working with realtors and what you should know to kind of help make your process a little bit smoother. But before that, we want to talk about some current events. And we were talking about the recent breach of Equifax, one of the big three credit bureaus, where uh, potentially 143 million people have been. How many people are even in the United States? That's a stupid question. I'm showing my blondness. But I, I, I think know. it's more than a, I don't know how many it is. Okay. <laughs> Rachel can Google that while we're Rachel can on the air. Yeah. How many people are in the United States? Rachel? Um, but anyways... So we were talking about what you should do to protect yourself. And the first thing to do was to go to the website 
Uh, we've got that on my Facebook page. Now, there was something crazy that came up, too, because someone came up with, like, a fake website that you could go to. Did you see that? Um, I didn't see that, but my mother-in-law mm-hmm. saw. Did you post something about that? Yeah, probably. Because she said, your girlfriend? And I said, <laughs> she's your girlfriend. Girlfriend. Girlfriend Deb posted, and she's talking about it. And so she asked me to privately send her the, like, legit yeah. site. I was like, okay, well, here's the yeah. thing. I hadn't heard yeah. that there was something. There was uh, somebody who came out and just wanted to make a point. And so they did something ever so slightly different with that Equifax2017.com website website oh okay and to prove a point that it's like that's not so secure either you know you can't believe everything you know i know i know you mean stuff on facebook's not true (laughs) well just the ones that big brother's listening to and suggest for you um. okay so anyways so that that um so here's what i think and i don't know i'm going to throw this at you and see Mm -hmm. because this is what i've taken away from all of this is first thing you need to do is view your credit report to see in the in the time after the breach now sure. you should be watching your credit report to see if anything new pops up so i did that this morning so that was my step one um and that was through what's the site you like annual annual annualcreditreport.com not only view your current re- report, but also look at your credit card statements. If you're someone mm-hmm. that uses your credit cards and, and maybe you pay them off every month, but maybe you don't keep a running tally, yeah. pay attention to okay. that too. So do you think, and I, you may not know the answer to this, how would the hackers manifest themselves? Is it going to be new credit or is it going to be hacking and getting your current credit information and, you know, I widen in some stuff here and there on, on your current credit cards. Could be either. I think it could be either. Okay. Not that I'm a hacker, but if it were me, now everyone's aware of this that's yeah. going on. Right. I would okay. probably lay in wait okay. for however long and right. then maybe slightly, mm-hmm. yeah, work myself into someone's Sneaky. credit port profile or actually steal their identity. Okay. I mean, I'm just saying, right. like, this is going to be ongoing that okay. we should be uh, vigilant. Yes. Okay. So you want to view things. You want to read where we maybe didn't read before. Because you're right. I don't review every single charge on my credit card, you know, every month. Yeah, I know most you and people, your husband do. Most people do. And rehash and relive. Oh, yeah. yeah. But <laughs> most of us don't. Um, and so we want to review that. We want to review our credit report, annualcreditreport.com. And what I did was you can go there and get one credit report per year from each credit bureau. Correct. So pull one, just pick one. I picked TransUnion. And then in about four months, I'll go back and check Equifax. And in about four months, I'll check Experian so I can pull one. And just took a look at that and made sure there was no new credit inquiries or anything weird like that, which was super easy to do. And that doesn't cost you a thing. Correct. Don't get suckered into paying for your credit score. They'll try and charge you money for that. Don't do that. Don't pay for your credit report. Then uh, they are suggesting that you put an alert on your credit account. You could put a fraud alert on there, but it doesn't guarantee that people can't access your credit. Okay. It does recommend, highly suggest, 
especially if you put a fraud alert with your phone number, that the person that's trying to pull your credit or extend new credit is actually going to call you and say, hey, there's a fraud alert on your credit report. Are you really wanting to open this okay. car loan with such and such? Yeah. So that's what a freeze or a, uh, an, alert, an is. alert is. Okay. So that is one step that you could go through. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you're not planning on, I, I don't think that would change my life that much because I don't typically get a lot of new, you know, I'm not getting new credit cards every week. So it wouldn't, you know, slow me down or anything like that. And then the third thing you could do if it's keeping you up at night is to put a freeze on your credit. Now, do you know what that impact is? A credit freeze is a true people cannot access your credit report. Um, So a new creditor trying to extend credit cannot uh, view the contents of your report without you releasing or lifting that freeze. Not every credit bureau and not every state gives does that for free okay so you have to check your state i've heard it's like ten dollars every it time varies. you freeze it and then if you unfreeze it and then you want to refreeze it it's another ten dollars yeah, so i've personally not done that yet but i feel like that is probably the safest thing to do for that minimal amount and for mm-hmm. those of us that don't use our credit very often mm-hmm. i feel like that's worth the investment mm-hmm. and if i go to buy a car or something like that and have to get financing i do have to remember my pin number or whatever the steps are to lift that freeze um, so that the uh, car dealership or whoever can pull my credit. But I feel like in the long run, that's going to protect me. Okay. And, uh, anything else you think people need to know about this? Uh, besides today, I mean, they have done some cleaning house um, at Equifax. And I think as a result of this, so the CEO uh, officially retired today, oh. September 26th. Oops. Um, and uh, he had put a statement out there that he felt it was in the best interest, you know, for the company and all of the consumers. Um, but they also, um, on the 15th of September, I believe it was, um, they, the chief uh, informational officer and the chief security officer had also retired. Mm. Those are the words that they have put out in a public mm-hmm. statement. Mm-hmm. But they've obviously been... Asked to retire. They're under, invited to retire. They're under, yeah, they're under the microscope right now. So, so they're, they're still probably going to be doing a lot of uh, investigation absolutely. on this whole situation. So, yep. I think the best thing to leave people with is that stay vigilant, um, do review things. Um, there are some good resources. You know, I, I've talked about it before. I have on my homeowner's insurance policy identity theft protection that's like a couple bucks a month. Um, and so you might want to talk to your insurance agent about some opportunities like that to help you if you do get hacked um, or if you do, you know, have some identity theft issues going on. I think it's a real issue. I think there are solutions. I don't think it's something that should keep you up at night. But I don't think you should just um, ignore it. Elite, uh, yeah, Rachel has looked up that last year, 2016, there are 323.1 uh, million people in the United States. So we're looking so 44% at 44% of the people yeah. in the United States are potentially affected. And that's 44%, but 323 million is kids, too. That may not have, you know, any credit established yet. So really, it's probably more than 44% of the adults, as we showed here. It was 66% in our small focus group, right? So (laughs) there you go. So good information. um, And if you've got any more questions, um, feel free to post them on Facebook, and we can certainly try to uh, get uh, answers for you. 
All right. I also wanted to, before we get on to our topic, you know, we'll never probably get to our topic today, but I don't know, Karen, if you had a chance to listen to the last two shows that we did. I did listen to them. You last did? Two. Yes. Thanks. I thought they were really interesting. I'm like still like two weeks later pumped about them. Um, I feel like we, we had a guest on, Dr. Amanda Quinby, who's a psychologist, and she just gave us a lot of really good information on um making decisions Mm -hmm. and feeling confident about your decisions and sometimes the family issues you get into when you're buying a home and your mom you know like a helicopter parent all kinds of stuff and I really feel like I walked away from those two um, shows you know hopefully a a little bit of a better realtor because I learned you know some really good uh, techniques and tools and I wanted to go rehash one of those because to me this was hu- this was a huge light bulb, and I'm so freaking ridiculously excited about this idea that I just want to like keep talking about it. So I'll probably just talk about it on every show. You should make up a hashtag. I should probably should. I'm, well, that's going to take some creativity. We'll figure it out. I can't have a W in it though. <laughs> okay, that, that's my challenge, right? <laughs> so the suggestion was that we. Uh, we get stuck um, trying to make decisions because sometimes we're not confident that we'll like the outcome. And with a house, I mean, it's such a big commitment Mm -hmm. because it impacts so many aspects of your life. I mean, first of all, home is a basic need. So it just satisfies that human need. Um, But it's, you know, your time, it impacts your time It impacts your quality of life It impacts your relationships. It impacts like every facet. Yeah. I was going to say, and how you feel yeah. when you enter in, the, right. in your home. yeah. And so people have a really hard time, and I have some clients kind of going through this right now, where they're having a hard time making a decision because they're not confident of the outcome. You know, For example, one of the things we talked about on, on the shows were with Amanda, Dr. Amanda, was, are you scared of the payment? You know, it's a higher payment. And I'm sure you get people, mm-hmm. they get really nervous about that too. And it's like, oh my gosh, there's such a simple solution to this. Why in, you know, almost 11 years of real estate, I've never figured this out. I kind of feel stupid, but now I want to tell the whole world. <laughs> and, you know, the kind of solution that we came up with is just test it out. Start making that payment to yourself before you even buy the house, before you even start looking for the house. So if you think you might get a house and the payment's $1,500 a month, go ahead and start paying that. If you pay rent or a smaller mortgage right now, Mm -hmm. pay it out of that $1,500 and then set the rest aside and do that for a few months and you can see how your lifestyle might change or might not change with that higher housing payment. Um, And you can decide whether that's something that you can comfortably live with and think about the anxiety that would take away. Mm-hmm. That would Absolutely. be huge. I have some clients right now that are having just a really hard time moving forward because th- they are nervous. They know that they need to, for to, for them to get the house that they want, they need to be But that's significantly more than where they are now. And they're just like, oh, you know, what's that going to do to our life? We'll test it out. And as a bonus, this is the best part. Right. <laughs> exactly. You know I'm excited about this, right? Because as a bonus. Tony would you, be excited I about know. it. You have all this extra money set aside when you finally decide to buy, buy a house. Yes. Sweet. Take yes. a cruise. It's all good. <laughs> um, you know, this is just an, a great financial technique if you're trying to figure out how to transition from one home to another, too. You do the same thing. You so many um, sellers just say, well, no, I don't want to have double payments. I don't know if we can handle that or not. Well, test it out and mm-hmm. see if you can, you know, see if you can set aside the new payment. 
while you're still paying the old one and see how stressful it is. Um, you sh- Dr. Amanda had also suggested a commute is sometimes a big issue. And I know I've certainly had some clients who have bought homes and a few months later they're like, um, the drive kind of sucks. It's right. so far from everything. Sure. So, you know, she had suggested like if you normally drive 15 minutes to work and you know that a new house might be 40 minutes from work, plot out a path that's 40 minutes mm-hmm. and do that drive every morning drive around in circles you know but do that drive and kind of see what it's like and do it for several days see what it's like leaving for work early getting home later at night see what it's like taking longer to get to your best friend's house or whatever um and i think there are solutions for all of that i had another client who really wanted to downsize and thought a condo was the best fit but they have dogs Mm. and i was very concerned about that thinking Mm -hmm. how's that going to impact your quality of life what I should have done in retrospect was say do this for me for three days I want you to I know you have a fence yard now but I want you to just walk your dogs don't let them out in the fence yard just walk them every time they need to go outside Mm -hmm. and see how that's going to change your life and if you're okay with it if you're like great I'm getting more exercise whatever then that's fine but if it's like this sucks then you know a condo may not be for you and you feel really good about that decision because you know exactly instead of like saying maybe a condo would have been better you know Mm -hmm. that you've made the right decision Mm -hmm. so anyways a little bit of brilliance there all right let's go to a break and when we come back we're going to talk a little bit about um, realtors and some of the secrets Uh, my favorite topic how do you get a realtor to return a phone call Uh, some things like that so stick around you're listening to real real estate today your home for smart real estate Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions, and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com. In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling. Whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. What if there was a radio show that could demonstrate how we can cut your taxes in half without diminishing needed government services? One that could explain how to create tens of millions of jobs at no cost to taxpayers, as well as fantastic yet easily affordable health care. Side effects include cutting crime rates nationwide, providing better education for our children, international peace and harmony, and protecting your private personal data from government intrusion. Tune in to Libertarian's Working for You with Arvin Vora, Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Variety. 
Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at RealRealEstateToday.com. That's Deb at RealRealEstateToday.com. Now, back to this week's program. Thanks for coming back. And we were talking about Equifax and we were talking about, so if you haven't listened to the show, you want to rewind at some point. And go back and listen to the first half because there was some good information there. And then we were talking about uh, recapping a, a past couple of shows that we've had. And Karen, was we were talking about sort of making some sacrifices. Um, and, you know, if you're concerned about what the payment might be on a house, setting that money aside, living like you have that payment and seeing how that impacts mm-hmm. your life. And Karen was telling a story about her sister doing something similar. Um, and I don't know if you want to no, abbreviate a version uh, of that. Several years ago, she was. they were contemplating her just uh, quitting her job and being a stay-at-home mother. And they were like, can we do it? And so for a full year, she took her salary and put it aside and then realized that that was their ultimate goal was for her to be home with her family and, you know, and their and their kids. And so I feel like if you are determined, you're driven, um, you will make sure yeah. that if it's the right decision for you, you'll, yeah. you'll see that it gets done. Because so. I think the hardest part is having that discipline to do that, you know, just to set money aside and not touch it. Exactly. You're like, well, we'll just do this and go to Disney World or whatever. Um, so I think having that clear end goal and that vision in mind is really help, uh, helpful in, in becoming disciplined. So anyways, some good food for thought there. Um, so today we're going to talk about, I want to kind of do the um, second half of the show talking about how how a realtor works. <laughs> how I, I don't know how else to say it, but I, you know, I've always held belief that if I understand better how something works, I can use it more effectively. You're like right, a, like debunking the myth. There I you think go. We've like talk maybe debunking the myth yeah. a little bit. So I thought for today we talk a little bit about how a realtor works, some of the nuts and bolts, and maybe reveal why a realtor does what they do. I sent the show synopsis to Rachel so that she could post it up on the uh, website, and I kind of said, "Yeah, we're talking about why realtors are cranky." <laughs> And I don't know, that might be true. Uh, Way, way back on show number two, which was on March 29th, 2016 AD, we (laughs) did a show about a realtor, working with a realtor. But we were talking more about what is a realtor versus, you know, a real estate agent, because there is a difference, Mm -hmm. Um, what the code of ethics is and the oaths that were involved. So I want to talk a little bit more about the nuts and bolts. Um, You know, it's like... I don't know how insurance agents get work. I don't know how they get paid. I don't know how they get compensated. Mm-hmm. And it's not about money, but it is. Because as a consumer, if someone's giving me good service, I want to make sure that they are getting compensated for that. And I fear that sometimes not knowing how an insurance agent works, mm-hmm. I can inadvertently do something that causes them to not get compensated. 
That's true. I think also a consumer's perception of how someone gets compensated could then determine which way they go. They may think that a national chain insurance company, as your example, would be the cheapest or best route. And these private individual companies... They must. They must pay. They they must have to. You know, charge more. But it's not necessarily the case. Right. But well, I'm amazed at the number of people I have that come through my office. I, I spend a lot of time every year talking with people who want to be realtors and sort of giving them a realistic preview. And I'm amazed at the number of people who come in and they say, "Well, what's your base salary?" And I laugh and laugh and laugh, <laughs> right? Because there is no base salary. But the number of people who are coming through the door asking me that question, and these are people who have obviously done a little bit of research because they're interested in becoming a realtor, mm-hmm. leads me to believe that they don't know. And I just think it's something helpful to understand. Um, and you know, this is something I didn't understand until uh, I got into real estate. I mean, till I was like literally in real estate, even six months before I got my real estate license, I remember, you know, just calling around different names on different signs and trying to set up 10 showings in one day with 10 different realtors and not understanding how any of that worked. Mm-hmm. And I was that close to getting my real estate license at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to make this sound like it's about money because it's not. But that is one of the reasons that realtors sort of get cranky because, and and I think you're similar too, I'm not cranky, but you're strictly commission-based. Correct. And you can talk about as much as you want or as little as you want. That's totally fine. But um, we are strictly commission-based. No sales, no income, which is terrifying. Correct. And I agree. If someone doesn't buy, you know, we don't get anything for going out on, you know, a national holiday and showing houses if that person doesn't buy. Now, as a realtor, you have to understand that. And certainly there are tons and tons of positives. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing this for nearly 11 years. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm not saying if you're not serious, don't contact the realtor. I'm just telling you so that you know how it works. Um, Typically, a, a commission is, and what's weirder about it, is that not only are we strictly commissioned, and if you don't buy anything, we don't get paid, we also have absolutely no control over most of our pay. Exactly. (laughs) Um, Because when we're on the buyer side of things, typically a seller is going to negotiate with their listing agent, whoever's listing the house, what a commission might be. And then that listing agent is going to determine how much of that commission they are willing to share with an agent who brings a buyer. Mm-hmm. So we have no control over that whatsoever either. So it's a really, really kind of weird concept. Um, and so, A, I want to say to anyone who is thinking about getting into real estate, understand that. Do they not teach that in any of the classes? I mean, I know that agents, you know, there are educational courses that you have to take and, yeah. and pass and get a yeah. license. But do they talk it's almost like, um, I know I'll do a little plug for Lighter Side of Real Estate. Yeah. They have the uh, Facebook page. And yeah. They're always posting funny stuff, but there was this meme about what people think realtors do. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they only work two hours a day, right. and they do this and that. and right. they make it, Yeah, and it's not like that at all. But like, right. you're saying you learn while you're in the business how things really end up yeah, happening. Yeah, realistically, okay. yeah. Rachel, do they cover anything in, have you gotten to that yet? She's taking some real estate classes, so. Um, yeah, and, and how it really works in the real world on how commissions get shared 
is not something that's necessarily covered. Now, again, I'm not saying this to be negative because this I love what I do. I certainly would not be doing it for, you know, 10 and a half years if I didn't love it. Um, and it has provided me opportunities that I would never have gotten any other way. So I'm not doing this to complain. I'm just doing this to understand because I think, you know, we all need to understand each other. Mm-hmm. Right. We learned that from Facebook. This is the, this is the moral of the story on Facebook right now. We all need to just learn to understand each other's perspectives. Sure. That's all. I'm not asking yeah. you to agree or disagree. I'm not asking you to judge me, Facebook. Don't judge me. It just is what it is. So side note, too, I thought I'd interject this right here, uh, is that if you are a seller and you're looking to try and negotiate a discount commission, you want to be aware of where that discount is coming from. I'm not allowed to talk numbers. That's a, a code of ethics thing. We're not allowed to talk about what commissions. That's a personal thing that you discuss with your realtor. Mm-hmm. But where is that discount coming from? Is it is the listing agent sharing less than is typical? Or less than a buyer's agent would be ex- would expect, that can be an issue for trying to sell your house. So mm. something to something to think about. Um, but I, you know, like I said before, I'm always trying to understand how people get paid because I just think that's the fair thing to do. So for example, when I go in to buy an, a new washer and dryer, and I'm not quite ready to make a decision on the spot, there I always ask the salesperson. I don't know if you guys do this. I, I, no, I, I do say the same I thing. say, what's your schedule when you work in this week? Because yes. I want to make sure I come back because you just gave me 20, 30, whatever, 45 minutes of your time, time. and, and all my annoying questions. Yes. So yes. I want to make sure that you're the one who gets the commission and I will happily come back when you're, you know, mm-hmm. so that I can buy it with you. Right. Um, you know, in realtors, it's kind of the same way. And we talk a little bit about procuring cause. I don't want to get too deeply into that. But procuring cause is like if you go to Applebee's and have dinner and the waitress in the next section over brought you some ketchup. And so you give all the tip to her <laughs> instead of the one, you know, the server who was waiting on you. That's kind of what procuring causes that one person's doing all the work and then someone just kind of swoops in, does one little thing and, uh, and gets the commission. And so because of this weird realtor world we live in, where we don't get to decide how much we get paid. We don't get, you know, any kind of base salary for doing all of the work. Uh, And to make it even more interesting, we have to work side by side with our competitors. Mm -hmm. We have to work on a team with our competitors. It's a weird, weird world. It came from the corporate world. And when I started working at another brokerage, my first brokerage, I thought, why can't we help each other out? Why aren't we? Why are we all reinventing the wheel every time we're trying to do something? Why aren't we sharing information? Because this whole concept of like we're all in the same building, right? Aren't we on the same team? Oh no, 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 no. We're kind of yeah. So, anyways, um, that's something to think about. Is you know, just to be aware. Um, and again, a good realtor is going to understand that, is going to understand that there are going to be times where I'm going to go out and show a bunch of houses to people and their life situation is going to change and I'm not going to get paid for that. That comes with the territory. I get mm-hmm. that. And I don't get cranky about that. But when I ask you questions about, um, you know, are you pre-qualified and, you know, what your time frame is? Are you in a lease right now? You know, what's your motivation? Are you working with another agent? Are you working? I'm getting that a lot yeah, these days, some, I too. I feel like sometimes mm. I've heard other realtors say that they showed a house, but it was because the person couldn't wait for their yeah. regular right. agent or whatever to get back. Right. And I'm like, that is not right. right. Well, and so that's the thing, too, you know, because I just I was on vacation a couple of weeks ago and people don't understand when I go on vacation, A, it's not paid time off. Mm-hmm. And B, I actually have to pay 
for people to help me out. Because if I have a closing while I'm gone and I legally have to be at the closing, I have to pay someone to represent me at the closing. I have to pay people to show homes for me. You know, it's it's a whole different scenario. And so, you know, you want to know why realtors are cranky sometimes. It's because we can never completely disconnect. I was talking with Alice, who's my friend in the office next door this morning. And I said, you know why we're so crazy? Because like I get a little pain in my side and this is my thought process. Shit, I have closings on Friday. What if I have to have an appendectomy? Who's going to cover those closings for me? That's my first thought. Right. You know, because you are constant, you have constant responsibility. And I know there's other professions out there like this, too. So I'm not saying we're special, but I'm just sort of throwing that out there because HGTV kind of gives that concept of, you know, we take off and we're lounging by the pool and we're not worrying about anything. And, you know, I, I, that's for most hardworking realtors, which most of us are. That's certainly not the case. Exactly. All right, let's go to one more break, uh, and then we will wrap up. You're listening to Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to RealRealEstateToday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit RealRealEstateToday.com. What makes a great leader? Most have a vision, one that starts beyond the resources available and continues from that point into developing a solid plan, organization, and company. Leadership issues are discussed each week on VoltCast, illuminating leadership with host Jeff Smith. Jeff has years of experience as a leader and executive coach, and his guests will bring you information that can help a team of any size. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. are listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. That's Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. Now, back to this week's program. All right, we are back and uh, we are talking about, I, I feel really, I don't know, Karen, how did that last segment come off? I think you just wanted to reiterate that it's just important to know how I feel like I feel you like how do people get paid right because you want to be respect that and I feel their time like and yeah. their effort that they're putting in and if you're not really ready to be buying right now yeah kind of make that known at the beginning right like, there you're right. one that would show houses absolutely still. yeah you know I was I had posted on Facebook yesterday I was doing a little market research uh, and was asking people you know what makes a good realtor and one of the things that kind of came out of that was what I always say that you, know, you find a good realtor by someone who's willing to sit down and take the time and talk to you even if they're not 
even even if you've made it clear that you're not ready to buy. I always like to say, you know, I got to eat next year too. So I'm always trying to sort of fill my pipeline. But if people understand that and respect that, and I think I know the people I work with, all of my clients want to understand and respect my time. It's just that they don't always, most of them do anyways, but you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Sometimes they just don't know. Um, and I wouldn't know, like I said, I've probably screwed over insurance agents and all kinds of people because I don't know how they get compensated or how their time is set up or what their work hours are. You know, we just don't know. And mm-hmm. I think that, um, you know, in today's day and age, if we all tried a little harder to understand where the other person was coming from, wouldn't we be a better place? Yes. we. There would. you yes, go. Done. Done. That's all I'm saying. All right. Let's talk a minute about my favorite topic, how to get a realtor to call you back. Mm-hmm. Because that's certainly something that uh, I, we hear a lot, right? The top two complaints, can you just tell me this? Top two the, complaints. The, I told you I this? Or I just had this conversation with know. someone. I don't, I don't think it was, it was me. But. Was that um, they don't call you back and that they push you to buy something that is outside <laughs> your not, comfort range. That's not for That's not your comfort range. How much of that butterscotch schnapps did I have to drink today? None. Um, so... Calling back, huge. But as a consumer, there are some things you can do that will certainly make it easier um, and increase the chances that the realtor calls you back. And again, I'm not saying it's all on you, consumer. I'm saying let's all just work to understand each other's perspectives a little Mm -hmm. bit more. So uh, number one, sound legit. Say what you're calling about and leave details. I had someone just, and this is one of the reasons I'm bringing this up. Last week, she called me. She said, I'm calling about one of your listings. It was an out-of-town number, which is fine. We get out-of-town people. Uh, left me a first name. So I'm calling about one of your listings. Call me back. Okay. Well, you know, it's dinner time because they called at like 530 and mm-hmm. I had something on the stove and whatever, but I wanted to get back to them right away. So I thought, well, I'll just shoot them a quick text, find out what listing they're talking about so that I can kind of have you the information. Yeah, I can yes. have the information yes. in front of me and set up a time that yeah. I can call them because one of the things that drives me crazy is phone tag and we're all so busy, you know, phone tags, obnoxious, right? So I sent them a text. I said, you know, thank you so much for calling me. What listing are you inquiring about? Um, you know, I kind of explained why I was asking, whatever would not tell me what listing they were talking about. I just need to talk to you real quick. Okay, what, what, you know, it's dinner time, and what, what do you need to talk to me about? And the more I pressed, the more I realized it was like a scammer or a salesperson or something. It was not a legit mm-hmm. consumer, you know, buyer or seller. Um, and that kind of made me mad, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, okay, but I'm not stupid. Mm-hmm. Maybe I am, but... Um, so being really specific about, I'm calling about your listing on such and such a street. Um, give me an address or an MLS number or something. Don't say, you know, the blue house down there past that red house on that one street. Uh, I, I had, we've talked about this on the show before, and I gave the example that the next county over Green County for a long time didn't have street addresses. Mm-hmm. And so when people would say, it's the blue house, you know, past the black barn. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. You know, so try and be specific. That really helps out. It helps because it it will it's going to save yourself time. If I'm yeah. the person interested in that blue house past the barn or whatever, then and I I'm going to have a two you know two minutes of your time. I want it to be quality time. Yeah. And if I can tell you what it is right. I'm looking for, then right. you can give me the information. There was a realtor who used to her voicemail used to say. 
please leave me detailed questions about what you're calling about so that I may have answers when I return your phone call. Oh, and I was like, kind of want to steal that, you know. But then you would think people would know that, but they don't always. So be specific. Sound legit. Sound, you know, that you know what you're calling about. Say that you're pre-qualified, our favorite thing. But make sure that you truly are. And be pre-qualified. <laughs> or I would say, as an adjunct to that, say you aren't pre-qualified, but that you'd like to get some help getting pre-qualified because that's fair enough too I don't expect every phone call but if I'm you know asking you are you pre-qualified don't push back on me (laughs) I'm just I'm not going to have that conversation with you we've been over that a million times if you were referred um, by a realtor's past client I certainly would recommend saying that that certainly helps us know that you are legit you know one of the things I had last week oh my gosh we, I don't know if you get a thousand phone calls from like scammers and people trying to sell you stuff. Every and, day I mean, for the last few weeks. It's been Every out day. of control. And yours is getting the IRS scammers saying, you know, you're going to go to jail. And I mean, just crazy stuff, right? So last week I actually, I answered the phone. I was driving, but I answered the phone. It was a local phone number. And the guy starts in on this, I'm so-and-so from upstate New York, I have a brokerage here, and I want to talk to you about referring, blah, blah, blah. And I was, he goes, do you have a minute? And I said, not from some shady local phone number telling me that you're in New York, because your phone number said Bloomington. (laughs) And I went, click. And I hung up on him. Um, Well, no, I told him to have a fabulous day. I mean, I'm going to be polite about it. Is that the, is that the correct F word that you use? I did. I said, have a fabulous day. Thanks. Bye-bye. And then I hang up. Um, so that's part of, you know, I have to be honest. I mean, realtors get, I mean, my phone is nonstop and probably 90% of it is scammers. So, you know, leave me a good message so that I know that you're legit. So if you're referred by a past client, that's great. Say that because that helps with your legitimacy. Mm-hmm. Um, and let me know who it is so I can say thank you to them. Give me a few times that I can call you back or use email or text. I do on my voicemail say for a quicker response, you might try texting me because, you know, if I'm showing houses and stuff, I can return a quick text. Um, but I don't want to make a phone call and get stuck in a 20 minute conversation, you know, or I'm like, ah, um, so, but phone textings for everyone. So make that as easy as possible as well, but be realistic too. And we've certainly, you know, you just talked about it. Um, you know, people call and they just say, well, I'm going to call the next one until someone answers the phone. Yes. That's, that happened to me. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. It happens. Um, Call me during normal-ish business hours. I get, I get that we work when people aren't working. And so most of the time that's evenings and weekends. But if you're going to text me at 11 o'clock at night, I'm not going to text you back. I'm just not. I'm not the next day. I'm not going to do it. Because that sends a signal to me that you have different boundaries than I do. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. we probably wouldn't be a good match. Um, and then we've talked about this a lot, too, just having a relationship with a realtor. Um, and there's a great example that happened to us this year. There was a couple that I had met through a home buyer class that I had done. And they wanted to come in not long after the home buyer class, which was probably in the spring, and talk about the home buying process and what they should be doing. But they were very, very clear, we are not buying until next year because we're in a lease. You know, we just signed a lease and we're in a lease until like July of 2018. Mm-hmm. Like, that's cool. You know, I took the time. We talked about the process, blah, 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 blah. Flash forward about three months. And, of course, they're laying in bed in the middle of the night looking at Zillow on their iPad. And they find their dream home. 
and it's in their price range and they're like so excited and they called me and they said we need to look at this house we need to look at it like right now you know kind of thing well I had a relationship with them I knew who they were um, mm-hmm. I knew that they were educated about the process I knew they were legit um, that they weren't wasting my time and so we jumped and we went and we looked at it and the house had a bunch of offers on it and we put an offer in and we got it and they closed mm-hmm. and that if I did not have that relationship with them, I think they would have had a lot harder time finding a realtor to take them seriously. Um, it just made that process go a lot smoother. Um, and then, you know, not an excuse or anything, but I think it's important to understand that as realtors, you know, we are working, like I said, unpredictable schedules, 24-7 sometimes. Um, and we are constantly, I know I am, constantly prioritizing you know, what has to be done now, um, sacrificing time, deciding whether I can take one more night away from the dinner table um, because I need to show houses um, or if it's going to be the end of my relationship because I'm sneaking off to the bathroom to return phone calls during, you know, family time or vacations. Um, And so any way that you as a consumer can give us help will reduce our crazy level, right? True. And so, you know, if I can text or email you back instead of returning that phone call when I'm trying to, I don't have kids, but put the puppies down (laughs) for bed, um, you know, those are great things too. So those are all things that we can, that you can do. Um, And hopefully that didn't sound like complaining. I'm just trying to be helpful and educate because this is not stuff you get in school. Hey, I have a heads up. Um, I'm really excited. This doesn't have anything to do with anything except tomorrow I'm going to be a guest on a podcast that is um, a friend of mine. His name is Mike Witt and Captain Mike, and he's doing a show. He's a travel agent, and he was a retired captain in their, I'm not sure what his rank was, in the Navy, and he's helping people travel around the world. And we're going to talk about cruising, which is my second favorite thing to talk about. So I'll post that when it's up, but I'm super excited about that tomorrow. So um, there'll be more podcasting from me uh, through that avenue, too. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Anybody has any questions, you can always find me on Facebook under Deb Tomorrow Realtor, and we will be back next week with another great show. I think about student loans, it's going to be a really good one. So uh, come back for that one. This is Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. Thank you for tuning in to Real Real Estate Today. Please join your host, Deb Tomorrow, for another edition every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until next week, take care of your home. It's one of your most important assets.